Hello, this is Graham Cook. Welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. The key to effective learning is about your capacity first to unlearn, to unlearn something that you thought you knew. So we're developing the ability to unlearn. God doesn't tell you everything up front. because We all got saved on a fragment of the truth. And now God is training us and educating us and growing us all the time. So learning is constantly ongoing. The problem for us is that we come into the kingdom from the world. And we've been surrounded in the world by the world's way of thinking, seeing, speaking, experiencing, and so on. Then you add into that whatever spiritual culture you grew up in, whether it was religious, legalistic, or totally free and without rules. We all grow up in a culture learning things from other people. But then you get to a point in your experience of the Lord when you have to learn by yourself with the Holy Spirit because learning is relational in the kingdom. You can't learn everything in a meeting. Really, meetings are the least important thing that we do in the kingdom. Meetings show you and help you develop a relationship with God in your own circumstances. But then we include friendships into that so we can all get bigger and bolder and better just by relating to each other, and I think that's brilliant. But the thing is, when you come into the kingdom, you have to stop being of the world. We're in the world, but we're not of it. Part of coming into the kingdom is that the Lord begins to divest us of all the stuff that the world taught us, which is that mindset, perception, and language. We're learning to undo all the world's way of doing those things. Keep in mind that when God is doing a new thing, it clashes with the old thing that's already present. Have you noticed that? Sometimes you learn something new and you have this, huh, on the inside of you. It's like, well, that's not the way I learned it. The world sticks to what they know like glue, but we are a new creation and we're always evolving in the fullness of Christ. You didn't come into the fullness of Christ when you got saved. You came into a place that was so huge, it's going to take the rest of your life to explore it. You came into a territory so big because, you know, Jesus is big country. He's big country. And we're learning how to explore the land that is in front of us. And we have all kinds of promises and truths that need exploring. You're an explorer whether you know it or not. Because we're all finding something new in the face of God. There are a huge amount of things to explore. There's a ton of new experiences to have. I reckon that every one of us is probably going to need four or 500 epiphanies just to become fully Christ-like. This is beautiful. It's a lot of joy. It's an amazing amount of pleasure. One of the great keys to learning is that you love it. You love the learning that is present in every situation that you face. That's why Jesus spoke about how we, can put, we can't put patches on an old wineskin 
or an old garment. You have to get something that's new. The brilliant thing about us is that God doesn't want to work on our old man because the new man is so much more powerful, amazing, and life-giving. The Father has chosen the best, the fastest, and the most fascinating way to empower us to grow up into all things in Jesus. It's the new man that gets all the attention from heaven. Because the old man died on the cross in Christ, we're totally set free to have a whole new life in Jesus. And the Holy Spirit has the wonderful role of showing us all that belongs to us in Jesus and helping us to explore and discover ourselves in Christ. This is part of a long-term plan where Jesus would be slain before the foundation of the world. Think of that. Before Genesis 1-1, it was a done deal in heaven. Imagine that. God was going to make something, and he knew it would all go pear-shaped because the one thing, the one variable that he couldn't control and didn't want to control was free will. He gave people the right to choose, which was actually the right not to choose him also. You can't separate that out, otherwise it's controlled by devious means. <laughs> when is control not devious? They knew it was going to go pear-shaped, so they had a plan of salvation ready before God spoke, let there be light. Now that is amazing. That means there's something about you that is so compelling to the Lord that he wanted to go ahead anyway and create us all because he wanted to love us. Even though he knew it would cost him everything, he still wanted to do it, and he still went after it. So when your teenager is acting up, just remember, you chose him. When the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit came up with this plan, they said, why don't we not try to change them? Why don't we just kill off the old and start again? And we'll call it being born again. When Jesus dies, we'll put them all on the cross with him. And then we'll tell them, hey, we did this favor for you. We got rid of your old man. We put him on the cross with Jesus. And when he died, you died. When he was buried, you were buried. When he rose again from the dead, your old man didn't. He's still down there. He's still down there. And you rose again into a new man with Christ. You're a new creation. All the old has passed away. Everything is becoming new. That's a fabulous thought. And now we don't have to deal with our old man. So that's a kind of a yippee and a yay, if ever there was one. We're not dealing with your old man. He is dead. And when you rose again from the dead, all that was wrong about you stayed buried. There is that wonderful verse in Romans 6.11 where God gives you the ultimate permission. Consider yourself to be dead to sin and just be alive to me. If you're dead to sin, why would God resurrect sin as a possibility to deal with? <laughs> Does that make any sense? Of course not. You don't have a sin nature. You have a sin habit. And habits are broken easily. 
The way that God breaks your habit is he works on your will. He works in your new man both to will and to do. Because the whole point about becoming new in Christ is that he gives you a whole new framework for life and living. When God is dealing with your sin habit, he does it by empowering your will in the new man to make right choices. That's what God is doing on us right now. He's in Christ, in us, working on us both to will and to do. I love the idea that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And God is working on your new man so it can rise up to a place where the old man stays dead and can never interfere. We're choosing every day, new or old. You're a new creation. All the old has passed away. Everything is become new. So important that you start every day with something new. You know, the old man has nothing to teach you about Christ. It's the new man that God is dealing with. If your old man was always anxious, God is not going to deal with your anxiety. He's just going to teach you peace in your new man. My peace I give you, not as the world gives. Don't let yourself be anxious or troubled. Learn to be peaceful. We're not learning to stop being anxious. That's futile. It's not about stopping something. It's about starting something better. Your anxiety died on the cross in Jesus. Peace is the antidote, and that's why God is teaching us peace. So we're learning to focus on what God is giving us to replace the old. In this case, peace replaces anxiety. If you're fearful in the old man, he's not going to be dealing with fear because fear died on the cross in Jesus. He's going to teach you perfect love. He's going to teach you to be loved amazingly because perfect love casts out fear. God doesn't deal with the old to change you. Isn't that a wonderful thought? He deals with the new because he knows that the old disappeared in Christ. Now, come on. That's amazing. That's the good news of the gospel. My old man is dead. Thank you, Lord. We're a new people in Christ. All the old is passed away. We're practicing the new man. We're moving from visitation to a habitational lifestyle. We're moving from law to grace. We're moving from behavior to identity. We're moving from a performance mindset to a place of being accepted in the beloved. We're moving from the old to a new creation. We're moving from a mindset rooted in the world to a mindset that comes from above. All of our focusing is different when we see life through our true identity in Jesus. And we do this every day in our devotional life with God by receiving the epiphanies that he has for us. If you're interested in discovering more perspectives about your true nature in Jesus, go to BrilliantTV.com and look for The Epiphany. 
or you can listen to the audio for this series by going to brilliantbookhouse.com and searching for The Epiphany. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this podcast radically transforms your perspective on who you are in Jesus. Until next time.